Welcome back to Around the Oval for our fourth episode. I have a really good one coming your way. I think you guys will enjoy this a lot. Slight warning before we get started. Uh, a hefty number of curse words were used while recording this interview. So if that's not what you want to hear, then I would strongly encourage you to pause and exit out now. I think it's important to try to make what I'm doing accessible to everyone, but I won't filter anyone's identity and compromise anyone's integrity on this pod. It's raw, it's largely unedited, and it's real, and that's what the purpose is. On another note, you'll hear a shower turn on later in the episode. My apologies for that, roommate troubles, am I right? I'll start recording this in prior studio, and I won't have to bring this up again. Also, Benny Boy will return next week, and we'll chop it up and continue rankings and rants then, so this entire episode will just be my interview with Alex. But first, here's Hang On Sloopy. Let's get started. I'm here with my man, Alex Tullick. What's going on, Alex? What's good? What's good? Thanks for having me, bro. We'll get started here with the new trend, 5Hs. Let's run it through. Where's your hometown, Alex? Used to live in LA. Um, now I'm in Santa Barbara, just chilling. All right. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in right. a bit. Who's your hero? Oh, my hero, you know, for a while, for a very, very long time. Growing up, it was, it was Kanye. You know, he was doing so many things that I just... I fell in love with and I was just Mm -hmm. so impressed and amazed that that he had so much courage until he went off the deep end so recent years pre yeah pre I say pre 2016 it was Kanye lately it's still a musician J. Cole been speaking to me man like he's been doing some crazy stuff and just his his willingness to collaborate with people that his own fans would view outside of his realm and and you know promote and advocate for shit that I feel as a black man I want to promote and advocate for I really respect it did you catch him at all-star weekend yeah, no, that Yesterday. shit was dope. He killed it with yeah. that 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 OG throwback Hornets jacket. Uh-huh. That shit was yeah, hard, he's killing bro. With those I'm telling heads. you, yeah, and you know, yeah, I saw him at Rolling Loud. He was talking some, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I might cut these off, and everybody's like, boo, <laughs> like shit. He also tried putting up that dunk there for hot yeah, second, and he had it. He he was he, he had his it. hand like yeah. four inches above the rim. Man was tripping, well, and and he played like he hooped in college, <laughs> so it's not like would have been good for the brand, but he you know what I'm saying got up for it's it. It's cool. He dunked during the the celebrity game last like a couple years ago. Yeah, so I'm not he did. Tripping. All right third age that one was wow all right good answer uh third age what's a hobby that you have i'm in love with the music i just link with whoever's around you know everybody has something to contribute bring to the table so definitely i'll just be sitting in my room i'll write stuff down i'll be making melodies and shit somebody says oh yo like i need you on this like i don't even ask for credits or nothing Mm -hmm. i just like the the creative process of it i think it's really beautiful and then when somebody's able to curate it and lay it on the track yeah there's nothing like it man when did that start for you music so i grew up I grew up singing like I, I've been singing for forever. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like back yeah, in yeah. back in school, back when I was still fat and, and chubby <laughs> and shit. All, all I had was singing. So everybody called me the. Um, oh, was that little kid that was out there singing? Yeah, they yeah. call me the, they call me the human iPod, and I just be out there <laughs> like every anytime they say anything, I'll have a song that has a word and whatever they're saying in the sentence. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it got annoying. Nobody fuck with me after that. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It kept me going, and and a, a lot of times when shit was going on back home, yeah. If I was by myself and I needed music, the only thing that could get me right in any situation, you know, it can right. make me feel literally any emotion in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So it's been an integral piece of my life, all my life. And then when I got to college, my my next door neighbor, Joe, shout out Joe, Amari Mansions, he, he's been making music like for real, for real. And he had 
like equipment and everything. So yeah. I just started freestyling on a beat he had one time. Just in the dorms? Yeah, just this in his room. Like he was playing a beat with his door open. I pulled up and I was like, just started spitting some some stuff crazy. But I'm a singer, yeah. you know. And he's like, oh, you got to get on a track. You got to get on a track. <laughs> so we made a track my freshman year. And then since then, we dropped the album. You know what I'm saying? We had a whole collab project. Uh, singles here and there. We've been working with other people. This one dude here, he did the drum track for one of Yachty's songs. Okay. And then a dude that Joe hit up is on the same label as like I Love McConan and stuff. Yeah. And he, it's just, it's just beautiful to see the stuff that's been going on with it. You know what I'm saying? Like for I'm sure. not, I'm not doing anything big or anything, but just to see the connection, like it connects so many people in a for way sure. you wouldn't even imagine. Give that quick plug for your new album. Oh, my new album. So my new project, it doesn't have a name yet, um, but I'm dropping it for when I go to LA uh, up in May. You know, I need something to to shop while I'm there, so <laughs> so people take me seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be a solo project, probably like uh, just a quick EP, six songs. It's gonna be real cool, executive produced, professionally produced, all that stuff. Uh, I got huge. all kinds of collaborators on there. That's cool. All right, uh, fourth H. What's a habit that you have? A habit. I'm very. I overthink damn near everything like yeah. even even when the, i'm thinking about these questions and shit like i'm mad <laughs> meticulous i'll be taking notes I'm like ah oh, that's stupid that's stupid i'll erase it um when i'm when i'm recording shit i'm like oh that's that's not right i'll tweak it a little bit but i think i tweaked it too much like you know like when you want to you want to sure. you want to change something and it can only change by ones and yeah. you want to change it by like a 0.5 or a 0.3 mm -hmm. but you can't do that you like can't. that that blows the fuck out of me i think i got ocd in that sense <laughs> and i'm mad adhd so i'll be doing shit for hours making just music a, can't just, be easy for you it's then? it's not yeah but it's but it's super there's rewarding there's so much you can tinker with it is super rewarding when that's you what i'm saying find that spot you yeah. know what i'm saying like the fact that it takes so much time is what really gives me the bliss with it so for sure the fact that I overthink it, I think, just helps me keep going with shit. Makes you better, too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if I overthink it, then I quit halfway. Then I feel like I just wasted a whole bunch of time. But mm -hmm. usually, I'll, I'll see it all the way through. And, and I'll be like, oh, this is exactly why I was spending all this time on this. Last H, what do you hope for in the future? Shit. I want your album to blow up. That's what I hope for. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I just drop the shit. Yeah. I don't even care what happens to it. When I look back on the project, I need to feel like I put the entirety i kept my integrity in my project and i kept my like the way i wanted to do it definitely you know what i'm saying especially for your first that's what yeah, yeah. like this is my yeah yeah it's gonna be my debut ep going to la as an artist for the first time ever right. you know i'm trying to i'm trying to show these people like i can keep up with the best of them mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's that's probably that's my biggest hope right now and you can already be found on Spotify, right? Yeah, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music at Percy, um, P-E-R-C-I. There you go. Yeah. All right, so let's circle back to coming from L.A. Word. Why OSU? That's Why OSU? such a leap, especially for wanting to be in the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Why'd you take this hiatus <laughs> out here in Columbus when you can be chilling in 65, 70-degree weather right that's now? A good, that's a good-ass question. Initially, it wasn't by choice. So when I when I graduated high school, I was seventeen, right? You're like right. I I did school early and shit, and so when I graduated, I wasn't an adult mm -hmm. by then. So I like I didn't have control of my 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 choices at the time. It was my parents, right? So and my parents are big on education, naturally mm -hmm. as they should be. You know, the immigrant parents they always big on education. Yeah. So they um like nah hell nah you're going to college like and I I felt that presence from the jump. So I'm like okay mm -hmm. I know if I stay in California. I would just, I never planned on going to college until my senior year. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I was just, I was just going to graduate. I was going to move to LA. I got family in LA. I was going to stay there. Gonna, I was just going to freak it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was going to do entertainment. I was going to do whatever. I'd act, model, dive in. photography, yeah. music, all that shit. Just to, just to blow. Like, mm -hmm. I felt like I had to start that early. 
Now I realize college benefited me even in that industry. So I'm not even right. tripping. But while I could still follow their their wishes and, you know, go to college and shit, I needed the freedom to be able to make my own choices. So I was like, okay, where's the farthest away I can get <laughs> where they can't trip about my everyday interactions? I started typing in like Florida State, full ride, Ohio <laughs> State, full, because I didn't want to pay for it either. If they yeah. paid for it no, that's important. as well, yeah, yeah. then it'd be like, I'm, it might as well be at home. They're still sustaining me. So I needed I needed a full ride out of anywhere and yeah. just wherever had the best deal where I could be independent. And then that's OSU popped up. Yeah. So what drew you into OSU at that point? At that point, when I was, shit, besides the money, that with the fact that they had a diversity scholarship at all. Yeah. Like FSU, I got in purely academics. So those are all merit-based. Yeah. The other ones. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. one was, this one's merit, but it's diversity merit. So it's no, the yeah, merit of like yeah. your inclusion and your, mm-hmm. your inclusivity and your, your promotion and advocacy for other groups and right. shit like that, which I'm totally cool for too. So I'm, I rock with that mainly because I'm big into the advocacy I want to do for the black community. Right. So if they were cool paying me to yeah. do this shit and i was going to do it anyways for free then yeah, i might yeah. as well come here it's different and secure the yeah. bag you know for sure yeah did you experience any difficulties coming from all the way out there even though you're an extremely <laughs> extroverted guy yeah what'd you run into here that kind of threw you off a bit first of all white people don't say nigga in la i don't know what they, I, you, you've encountered that here oh for sure at ohio Since state from jump first month here man first month here like really? i don't know what state at what point in the u.s does that transition line come up yeah that's interesting <laughs> but ohio definitely lies in it you know what i'm saying especially i mean and my freshman year was the election year yeah so, you know that was all, a, the, all the tensions that was and the emotions time. were running high as fuck mm-hmm. so everybody everybody who had something to say was saying something yeah yeah so i uh that, that that threw me through a loop. Yeah, no, I got I got called a sand. Word. Yeah, outside of Thompson, actually, it was like one night walking home from the library, and this, I was like, "This freshman year, I'm an Indian dude." Like, <laughs> Word. First, you why? know what I'm saying? Why? Swear. Second, like, yeah, I definitely feel that presence too. For you, it's got to be just amplified to an unreal degree. And it's it's, and a lot of it is good intent. Like, I had a coach mistake me for one of his athletes. Okay. Like twice now since yeah, I've yeah. been here, and and. You know, it's like, okay, cool. I look like an athlete. I'm fit. Whatever. I work <laughs> out. Cool. But then at the same time, it's like, damn, why don't you know your players? Like, yeah. why, these black people are cannon fodder for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I guess the the dichotomy between minorities and white people at the school mm-hmm. was, it was new to me for sure. Because I know there's a there's a big mix in California. Nobody really trips like that where I'm right, from. Right, 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 right. Other than that, it was really easy to adapt. You know what I'm saying? I'm military, so I moved around a bunch. So I've, okay. I've lived in Ohio before. So I'm not even tripping about it. Yeah. But the cultural expectations were a lot different. And then a lot of minorities here just take that shit Mm -hmm. and they just, they run with it. Like, oh, this is just part of the culture. This is whatever, which is true. Like I got, I had to adapt, you know what I'm saying? You have to learn from it. You can't be that, that one person sticking out, especially, especially me. Yeah. Yeah. I get stopped. I got stopped by cops six times since I've been here. Really? Never been stopped once in my life in California. California. Nah. And it's been three years maybe you know what i'm saying so the mm-hmm. expectation is different as a whole a whole state a whole have you ever been have you ever been stopped on campus or anywhere near campus or no, it- all my stops have been on either one, once on campus mm-hmm. um it was it was late not to justify it it was late and they were walking <laughs> and i was walking uh with some girl and he had stopped and asked if she was okay mm-hmm. like you need anything you know this man made me pull out my id and shit the, all the, the other five times were on high street okay like walking somewhere it's so funny because we'll walk past they'll walk past this gaggle yeah. of drunk people yep not say a damn word i'm walking by my damn self mind my business headphones in blah blah blah, blah. one actually grabbed me because i'm a headphones in. i wasn't paying him no mind so i mm-hmm. walk right by him 
he grabbed me and shit, talking some. Didn't you hear me? Did you hear what I said? I said like, who, "Are you okay? Where are you going?" Blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? That's wild. So it's all been close. Yeah, and that's They've something. What like 85, 90 percent of students don't experience at all. I, I there's no it's way. Completely there's different. No, yeah. There's no shot, especially if you're not black. Like you can be dark. Dark people get stopped for sure. Yeah. But a lot of the dark people are black. So yeah. yeah. So did did about. MSP ease that transition? They they gave me a space to talk about it, mm-hmm. like and just like vent this shit out to somebody, right. which I really I I think I needed that. Otherwise, I would have yeah. fucking got into a fight. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I'm not and I'm I'm a pacifist. I'm not a fighting person. So mm-hmm. to push me that far, but um yeah, like especially the people that I was around, they were really big on uh, the dialogue of this whole thing right. especially since a lot of the students are out of state like a big half of their their scholarships go to out of state students half of msps scholarships. pretty much damn near yeah. i don't know the exact numbers but it's really close and so with that they had to they had to bring up oh right. you might this might be different than what you're used mm-hmm. to you, you know what experience I'm this and yeah that. exactly and they were right Here's your space they were absolutely yeah. yeah exactly perfect perfect so let's uh let's talk a little bit more about the black scene this is something you wanted to talk about specifically yeah yeah what do you have, what do you have to share I love observing it. I think yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, this is an unknown <clears throat> space and territory for word. me. So. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I'll try to break it down. I don't know yeah. a lot about it either, you know, because I, I mean, I'm I'm black, but I'm not African American. Sure. So it's it's hard. It's it's a different. Let's break it down. Lens. What what do you mean by that? Exactly. What it, so I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I'm dark. I'm I got African origin and heritage. Mm-hmm. But my parents, I'm a first generation American. Yeah, my parents, parents come from Jamaica. Okay. Yeah. So they, so we, the growing up, I'm Jamaican American. I identified as Jamaican American right. my whole life. You know what I'm saying? African American mm. was like my friend and my friends were black and African American. I was Jamaican American, black, whatever. But the split, the split only came up when we, when we talked about like our childhoods or how we grew up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I had plantains and, and dumplings and shit in, in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, it's traditional Jamaican shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Breadfruit, duck bread, all of that, spice bun, you got oxtail, all like everything. Every I can get saltfish. I can go on. I can go on. <laughs> a lot of it's in the food, but then yeah, some yeah. of it's like some of it's just, in like just mannerisms cultural. and stuff. Yes, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and even the way I was pronouncing words, that's when I first picked up on the difference. Uh-huh. Like me being black and I first came here, I say uh, advertisement instead of advertisement. Interesting, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like yeah. my parents there, they don't pronounce um, the H's at the end of words. So, like, they'll say teat instead of teeth. Okay. Or they'll say tree instead of three huh. when, when they're not code switching. Everybody can code yeah. switch once you get to America. So, for me, that was kind of different, but I don't have an accent, so it's easy mm-hmm. to blend in. Like, if you never asked about it, then you'd never know right. that I was Jamaican. Yeah, yeah. You know, even this weekend, somebody thought I was Nigerian, and it's like, okay, <laughs> you can think I'm anything because I'm dark. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. And so, in California, did you identify more as Jamaican American? And then yeah, it, it just kind of got like pressed on you here now you're just black you're african it was yeah well so in in california it was easy to be jamaican because i was yeah. the only jamaican family in my city okay in my whole city and we were military so it was like i was already mm-hmm. the weirdo like the the, <laughs> the off-brand you know so i was like off-brand black sure yeah, period yeah. from from growing up from jump and then when i got here it's like you no one really cares because everybody has a common enemy of non black people sure. yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. like there's a lot of shit that black people go through because the treatment we get the treatment we get is because we're dark it's not because we're african-american or jamaican Absolutely. or nigerian or whatever no it's 100 percent superficial yeah and and the colorism plays in too like if i was light and jamaican i'd still be light-skinned before i was jamaican mm-hmm. to to the outside world right so when i got here i think within the black community it was more prominent but to everybody else i was definitely more sectioned off into black you know okay. potential athlete on a scholarship whatever whatever yeah yeah yeah. 
so take me more into black scene we kind of went on a tangent yeah there. right <laughs> right my bad my bad um it's really i i like it a lot personally mainly because i didn't grow up around a lot of black people mm-hmm. my school had maybe six and i was the only one of my classes okay um and so a lot of the, like back home a lot of the parties are really eth- ethnically i don't want to say diverse that's such a token word but they were mixed <laughs> there was a big there's yeah. a good mix there's like white people black people mexicans sure you know what i'm saying we had all kinds of different asian americans coming in from everywhere mm-hmm. so it was cool everybody was like you either cute or you or you busted it wasn't about <laughs> you black or you white yeah, or you yeah, whatever yeah. here it's like you're black and the black community is so small are so concentrated that a lot of the black people know each other. So if you know right. somebody, you know the connections. Like maybe three people max. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And the same people who are involved are involved in a lot of different things. So people who do yeah. BSA could be in a frat or sorority. Like they could be Greek, um, and they're on a scholarship. And a lot of them are really really smart because mm-hmm. a lot of them are on scholarships. And uh, but before, like my my freshman year, my sophomore year, it was lit. Like these parties were they were going. <laughs> Shout out TRP. They had a really cool shit going for a while with their glow parties. Um, the frats put on really good parties. They'd be, like, running out clubs and shit. A lot of people fuck with each other. A lot of people were, were seen as petty for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, the upperclassmen when I was a freshman. Because they... I don't know exactly what the fuck was going on. But a lot of people had a lot of beef in the group chat. There's a big-ass okay. group chat with, like, so there 10,000 I was wondering people. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 There was, they, they even got the, the limit bumped up from 2,000 oh, to 10,000. Yeah, just to get everyone in yeah, there. Yeah, so they bumped it up. And, like, swarm. All kinds of people started getting added in all left <laughs> and right. And lately, it's been kind of dead but sure. I, again i think we can attribute that to a lot of different factors you touched on a few like bsa in greek life mm-hmm. specific to black people yeah what are some of the other things that black people mainly tend to do at ohio state tend to do oof. tend to get involved with i can't i can't call it so the pop spots would be like you see a lot of black people at bsa you see a lot of um black people at ayl a lot of black people in greek life and then those three mix Okay. And they'll do a lot yeah. of stuff. So like they, from that, there's like Band of Brothers, there's um, BMHC, the Black Mental Health Coalition. Like they, they make, we make our own clubs mm-hmm. and our own orgs for different things that we care about. We're interested in. Sure. There's NAPS. It's a natural, it's like a natural hair um, organization. That's you know what I'm cool. saying? There's a natural yeah, hair yeah. group chat, matter of fact. <laughs> um, so they just, we get into everything for real. A lot of the stuff comes down to uh, academics. So a lot of the talks will be studious or like they're yeah. about some cosmetic sh- stuff like like you know what i'm saying like the hair group sure. chat people getting their braids and their nails and their lashes and all kinds of shit yeah, yeah. all the time yeah so if it's, if it's not a function with food and just kicking it then it's school yeah yeah and so when it comes to school you mentioned it earlier that black people feel that they have to do more oh fact to get to where sure. i guess the white person is to put it yeah bluntly. and 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 simply put the fact that you're on a scholarship you usually have a high a GPA requirement, requirement. So yeah, meet you know that what I'm saying, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like I know there, this MSP is three zero and a three two, depending on what what scholarship you have. You know okay. what I'm saying. So at the yeah. very least, you got to get all B's in your classes. So mm-hmm. if you are an engineer, guess That's what? Tough. You still got the same yeah, GPA yeah. requirement as everybody else in yeah, that yeah. in that same group. And a lot of black people come from parents who don't let you branch out into into um right what you would call the quote unquote, like the typically seen as stereotypically easier majors or whatever. And mm-hmm. a lot of them want you to be in the STEM and they want you to be into like be a doctor. They want or security. Yeah. They want security because yeah. they know like when they were growing up, you needed security. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Which make like, I can't fault them at all. 100%. It makes total that made sense. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect fucking sense. And that shows in the kids. And so now all, all sure. a lot of black people are stressed out as like 19, 20, 21 year old students mm-hmm. trying to do all this cool shit. And undergrad really just a stepping stone to get to grad school for a lot of people. Sure. So, um 
Nah, for sure. Especially when you think about representation. So when it when you fuck up on something, they're gonna look at it as, oh, this is why y'all weren't admitted in the first place. Yeah. This is why you know what I'm saying? Your representation factor is huge. People feel a lot of pressure mm. that they always have to show out and they always have to do good and look good and do be better. this and, and yeah, be not better. Even good, but better. Be better, yeah. yes, period. I could totally see how the shit gets to people. Because mm. they be what are black people be doing a lot what are some of the ways that you your friend groups different people in the black community how do they manage those expectations and striving so high and at the same mm. time experiencing mental health issues yeah. burning just, out yeah um it's not a lot there's not a lot of talk that goes along especially when you coin it as mental health you right. can't you can't if you say those words the, the conversation's done you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah, yeah you just gotta say like damn like my teacher be hoeing me you know what i'm saying this shit really killing me mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah blah shit going on it's a trip so there's a lot of venting for sure. People would normally re- perceive it as angry if they didn't come from it. If they didn't see that you're actually just going through a lot, right. they're gonna see it as angry. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's why a lot of people feel like black people just get mad they're all the just time. Angry all the time. That's yeah. that's so not fucking true. They're just doing a lot <laughs> all the mm-hmm. time. It's not even anger that they're showing. It's just that's just their emotion. If you can't decipher it, then you, you haven't been through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of it's is is venting. Um, functions help. The weekends are big, yeah. at least for me and my friends. If you're not trying to be social, you could be tucked and people just got to respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no expectation that you have to do this or that right. when you're when you're you're coping. I'm assuming joining those different clubs, mm-hmm. black specific communities yeah. help. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like you double up on stuff. Mm-hmm. So if something you could kill two birds with one stone, essentially, sure. if you need to build your resume by joining an org, you might as well make an org and make it something yeah. that you like to yeah, do yeah. that's going to do the same thing. That's why people be making Black Mental Health Coalition and naps. Like, that's mm-hmm. shit. People are into hair care and product, and people are into talking about mental health and shit. So right. if, you're going, if, you, if you have to do that and you still have to be professional and build yourself up as a person, you might as well do it within your interests. And right. so there's a lot of finesse. Like, there's a lot of ways you can leverage the resources that you're given at this school. Yeah. Um, and build yourself up. You know what I'm saying? College is a game. You know, it, it really is. Play it. The more bread you have, the easier it is. Oh, and for, so sure. for sure. You really got to learn how to... How to connect your way through it so are you a part of any of those black specific orgs and clubs i'm an unofficial member we'd be going to i went to naps a couple times i really just go to shit to support my friends because this is what they're into and i'm more for like if the club's a way for you to showcase your interests and your passions then i'm i'm all for supporting your passions you know what i'm saying it's less about the club musician mindset (laughs) coming through i'm I'm big on it i'm big on that's exactly what i'm shine that's exactly what i'm saying yes exactly i just really want to sit there and just observe you in your element like how you how you shine in your your space right because we're uncomfortable as fuck 95 percent of the time so i want to (laughs) catch that five percent yeah yeah. and it's a little selfish because i get inspiration from you so Uh if i can get that shit what is that five percent for you for me yeah the inspiration or like where do you shine in front of people doing what you love what are those things oh i'll be i'll be on a motherfucking stage bro i'll be yeah. singing i'll be rapping we'll be dancing i just like i like being in a space where i don't control the vibe of the area mm-hmm. but like i'll respond to how the people are responding you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll lay something out or i'll start playing a song or a beat or whatever and i'll, I'll sing i'll freestyle whatever and people can pick it up mm-hmm. it's like oh you picking it up is what gives me gives you that energy it's like yeah. that oh yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying like damn i love that you're responding to me and you're fucking with what i'm fucking with <laughs> so as you bounce off of my energy i'm gonna bounce it right back right you know what i'm saying and yeah. that's where that's where i find my my satisfaction in, mm-hmm. in a way does that ever get exhausting sometime always no. looking for other people in a way to validate what you're doing no because yours is a very you, creative you know yeah pursuit and, and the valid that's 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 a good ass question because the um 
I would say no, because at the end of the day, I'm big on the productivity of it. So I sure. always like having something to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so if I'm always doing something, I feel like I'm never wasting my time. Yeah. I'm damn sure I'm probably wasting my time a lot of the time. But if I feel <laughs> like to me, I'm fulfilled when I feel like I could do something. So it's less about how they it's less about them perceiving me and more about them elevating their own spirits. Sure. Through me. It's not even and that sounds so like, oh, that's so artsy. It's little, hard, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's more like I'll I'll do something in the attempt to watch you go off and mm-hmm. to watch you enjoy yourself. Right. And that's selfish for me because I'll 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 get off on that. Uh-huh. I feel literally sick when people out here fucking destroying themselves and feeling so debilitating. That yeah. will that will physically kill me. So I need to do something that's at least an attempt mm-hmm. to make it feel like I'm trying to make you feel good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end so of the day, I'm, you're trying to put people on your shoulders. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I could care less. I will, I'll never get tired of that. And people could tell me to fuck off all day. And I'll also never get tired of that. I just like the attempt. So you talked about people starting to feel debilitating at times. Mm. And something that you're super passionate about is yes. mental health. For sure. And I, and I know you don't like me saying those two words. No, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. What would? What do you want to address in that space? My main focus is the dialogue mm-hmm. within the black community. That's like my number one objective for my life, period. I think everything I do is just to to make it easier to talk about, to make it easier to flow. Like it needs to be more ingrained in our in our conversations, and it yeah. it needs to be less about a conversation and more about our way of life. Like our way of life should be able to talk about these things and not have to marginalize. It's not stigmatized. You yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't yeah. have to compartmentalize. Oh, this is a mental health issue. Like no, this is right. me talking about how I'm feeling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be medicalized. Doesn't have no, to be nothing. Because yeah. then, like exactly, as soon as you medicalize it, you're sick. Right. You know, only, yeah. only sick people need medicine. So, mm-hmm. but but we have a big pocket of of black people who are are marginalized, and a lot of people, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's not even, and it's not even our fault. At the end of the day, like a lot of this shit is expensive, mm-hmm. and when we when we monetize just advocating for our own feelings and fighting for ourselves, you lose impoverished people. Yeah. Period. For sure. So I want to demonetize that, so we can build trust in ourselves and our own feelings and, and what we're going through okay so we had we had one listener who wanted to know more about microaggression can you touch on that topic microaggressions to me they can mean harm and they could mean to be good mm-hmm. like the mean to be good one is easy ones the the athlete thing you know what i'm saying yeah like so the, the in- intention doesn't like, matter in that sense. Oh intention no, intention could be good, but it can still for sure. It yeah. can still it can still fuck you up, especially because it's all about how you want to be perceived. Like you're the way we project ourselves and we brand ourselves. Sure, to have that misinterpreted based on previous assumptions. Yeah, is over time it could be really debilitating. You know what I'm saying? It'll mm-hmm. just like wear away at at how you think you're being viewed. Right. Period. And then all of a sudden, you don't know you don't, you don't know yourself. Like your self perception has gone to shit. And then people cross the street when they walk and by you. You know what I'm saying? Cops will stop you. But like one that one that came up a lot was pictures. Like taking pictures with with white my white friends. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, you got to turn the flash on. Alex too dark. You can't see him. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's little shit like that where oh, it's it's the jokes. No, it's it always the jokes. Yeah. The jokes are the are the, are the most hurtful form of microaggressions because anything else is just a slur like that's a hate crime type shit yeah, you know, yeah. it's a hate crime in the making i can i can handle that I, I i'm expecting that if you're a racist i can handle you calling me nigger whatever right 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 that shit's different than your friend saying some some little slick shit that you would mm-hmm. that you'd be thinking they'd be better than like come on man you yeah. know that's you know that's not cool it's kind of dehumanizing you, you know it invalidates yeah yeah yeah, yeah. your Compa- identity yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. You, you can't 
you it's like you were never even listening to what I was saying to begin with. Like, yeah. did you even know who the fuck I was mm-hmm. to be making these assumptions later down the road? You yeah. Know? And so is there a difference when someone within the black community says some slick shit versus when someone outside of it, even if it's one of your homies? <laughs> For sure. You bro. think so? For sure. Black people get away with so much shit because we're black. For yeah. one, not that. I mean, you can't be racist to a white person, but like a lot of the shit that black people be saying on the low, yeah. If it was flipped, a white person would never get away with it, like right. ever. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of trauma that goes. That's that's a coping mechanism. I can mm-hmm. respect that. I do think we need to hold ourselves a little more accountable, though. Like we'd be saying some fried shit, and then but then <laughs> but then the flip, we're hurt by it. Um. But yeah, no, black people can say like all kinds of fried shit, and if you 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 could try to call them on it, mm-hmm. I won't. But any non-black person can try <laughs> I, to call them on it. Tell you I won't. Either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could they could try to call them on it. They'd be like, they they could easily flip whatever card they want. We have mm-hmm. so many cards at our disposal to flip. You could pick sure. the black card. You could pick the race card, the foreign card. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The the slavery card. There are all kinds of cards, mm-hmm. and they they work. <laughs> they work every time, and sometimes they shouldn't. transitioning back to what you're passionate about and talking about some of the struggles that really all of us face. I know I've been able to hear you talk about mental health in a broad context to a diverse group of people. Can you summarize the insights that you shared? In summary, be there for your friends and be there for yourself. Like a, the, one of my main little like like little interesting points I tried to touch on was how we hear about all these different things like oh they're mentally ill and like they have a they have a mental illness, mm-hmm. you know, they're depressed. But then you never hear about mental strength or like oh right. they did so strong like I'm really going through it instead of oh I really did that. Yeah. No one ever no one ever uplifts themselves. Like we can't brag about the shit that we doing anymore ever mm-hmm. you got to be humble you naturally be humble and then you just got to yeah. take it in stride and keep going and keep going don't get a big head but like never get too high but never get too low either but like we get too low but we can never balance it out with the highs right. you're gonna get low as fuck but then you got to go back to neutral maybe a little yeah. bit above neutral because you can never get too high or else you you're, you're perceived different yeah and we all know perception leads to action so um i'm big on like big into, highlight, like flipping uh, talk it your into a shit. positive yeah if, if you got shit going on you better talk your shit because mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to matter to anybody more than it matters to you so you might right. as well celebrate it yeah if it's going to help you more you know why do you think that is that we i think people just scared to to be looked at a certain way everybody wants mm-hmm. to be viewed as a certain thing everyone's got a brand whether yeah, yeah. and and the, like i said the brand's important for sure and how right. you perceive matters so 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 much i'm not saying it doesn't i'm also saying though you gotta you gotta be able to to look yourself in the mirror and be cool what you do it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So if if your brand is getting in the way of your peace and like being in touch with your star player, then you got to change your brand. Gotta I change think. It up. You could change how you, you can't even decide how you're perceived. It's not your decision to make. All you can do is put it out into the world and then hope that it's received the way you want it. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like a stock game. You just got to you got to hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is put out stuff. You could always, always, always put out stuff that you're proud to put out. Yeah. And do it confidently too. Confidently. I feel like you do that better than most people. Oh, I'm just, I'm just not afraid. I mean, moving around so much ain't shit permanent. So I'm cool with like, if you don't fuck with me, it's temporary for it, now. Yeah, it, it's and and you're not gonna something, something might change your mind. And if it doesn't, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like myself. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know, what, I don't know what to tell you. So have you ever reached one of those super lows? That oh, you have to dig yourself out of absolutely. Um, and at the time, I I couldn't even dig myself out of it. My friend, luckily, I had a friend there. He, my brother, matter of fact, he mm-hmm. dug me out of that shit and he don't even know it. 
Yeah. He probably he probably still doesn't know it to this day. Those are the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Um my my sophomore year. This is this is my sophomore year of high school. Okay. There's a lot of shit going on, you know what I'm saying? My dad was deployed. Mm-hmm. My mom was out, out there raising three kids in a house by herself. You know right. what I'm saying? My brother's a senior. He's getting ready to go to college, doing all kinds of shit. And he's he's crazy. Now I'm crazy too. So like I could I could totally see what how he's crazy. But he was crazy, but he was strong. Mm-hmm. So this nigga didn't know what the fuck to do. He couldn't control himself. So he was out here like just lashing out at everybody. Right. And at one point he tried to kill me. So I'm like, okay clearly ain't shit working for me you know what i'm saying i felt like at this point i was in uh, a space that i couldn't get out of i was 15 16 mm-hmm. living like I, I had no i couldn't become an emancipated minor i was out here in school i was doing all this shit right whatever 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 um my mom if i left who the fuck go and watch my mom my little sister's there too the oldest nigga in the house is a nut job at the time. So right. I, I had to be there. But then I felt like I couldn't do shit. Like I was powerless to help anybody. Mm-hmm. And you know what I was saying? Like if I can't help you, it's going to make me sick. And so I just didn't want to feel sick anymore. Like I would literally be throwing up in the bathroom because I'm like, why the fuck can't I do anything about this situation? Right. And so I got, I fell into this, this, this massive state of fuck everythingness. My best friend, Quentin, shout out Quentin. You got to with you? No, he uh, he goes to school in Utah. All right, we're going to get a listener in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> he's the reason why I'm not afraid to be myself because yeah. he's the most himself-esque person I've ever met in my entire life. Like, mm. he'll do the most fried shit and be perfectly cool with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I used to, and I used to look at him weird. Like, I used to hate this. We thing. all look at it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this? He's like, like, shh. You know what I'm saying? I'm these doing people, me. Yeah. these people got their own shit. I got my own shit, and this is how I do my shit. So mm-hmm. if you can't do your shit yourself, fine, get out of my way. Let me do my shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was super confused by it for a long time, and then now it's like, if he can be that confident about whatever he's doing, like I can do that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he really lifted me out of by any typical like traditional metric. He would have people would have perceived his life as worse than mine. Right. Like uh, less opportunity, shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The circumstances. But to him, like he was living. He was doing everything in, in the best way possible. Yeah. And I was out here feeling sorry for myself for some shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just everything about the way he carried himself and his how he chose to go through life and walk through his walk his whole life. You know what I'm saying? He never changed. He yeah. stayed true to that shit. Really just it, it inspired me. that shit off me. on you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like 100%. I'd be dead if it wasn't for him. That's a fact. Thanks for sharing that. That's facts for real. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing that. That's I'm glad you're able to open up like that oh, and share sure. your experiences so that other Bro, people can book. learn something. Look, listen, <laughs> listen. I got stories for days. We're gonna we're gonna move into the slow burn round. We can get some of those stories out. Hopefully, <laughs> give a quick plug for something students should look into getting involved with on campus. On campus. Oh, if you're into any of the arts, like if you're into photography, you know what I'm saying, music, radio, and talk shows, all kinds of stuff. If you're into anything definitely hit up a digital union they got they have a they have a like a a nice ass professional photo shoot studio on campus they got three nice ass music studios they got a a radio room yeah yeah you know what i'm saying they got all kinds of stuff and and you already paid for it so you might as well use the shit for sure you know what i'm saying um there's a lot of that so there's the the best music studios in the basement of denny hall okay that's the best one. They also have the radio station in there too. And they mm-hmm. have like this, they have like a green screen down there too. And they all come with, it's a green screen with like a camera. Yeah. So you can record yourself doing all kinds of shit. They got a synthesizer keyboard, like mixers, big ass uh, monitors, uh, Logic, FL, um, all kinds of shit. The, the photo shoot studio is in 
Hayes, Hayes Hall. Okay. Right off the oval. And they have like the wireless transponders with the big ass studio lights and the backdrop and all like all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Like a two thousand dollar tripod. Yeah. If you yeah. believe that shit. So that's the space. Yes, that's the move for real. And all of that you can finesse your way in there. I'm promised there's something out there that's a resource that you're not using. Uh videography. Every digital union on campus has premiere after effects photoshop lightroom like the whole really? adobe plug and you huh. already paid for it like yeah, go listen it. there's so much go shit you've already paid for that you're not using so i promise and hit up the sauna i 100 advocate for the sauna at the art pack yes 100 100 i'm a big fan of the sauna 25 too. minutes a week shit all right cool what's your best single moment at ohio state at ohio oh one my- where you felt genuinely happy my first ever music festival I did my first ever music festival here with um, Musicians Collective, Emco. Okay. They they host a music festival every year, and mm-hmm. I went to a couple of meetings, and they were like, "Oh yeah, like just submit your shit, you can get in, blah blah blah." We'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, me and Joe Amari Mansions, we we made like a six song set, ripped that shit. It was looking like there were like six people in the crowd. I wasn't yeah. even tripping, <laughs> but then this this one this big ass group of people, I'm they, I'm pretty sure they were faded. They actually helped us out. <laughs> they were faded. They pull up and they just started like acting fucking nuts in the front yeah. while we were getting lit like with them it was so it was it was like a movie man i never thought this shit would happen this is my <laughs> freshman year i'm thinking like damn any of this shit's possible um yeah for That's sure wild. for sure yeah there's pure bliss That's like cool. there wasn't shit that could take me out of them and then right after that i had another gig it was a fundraiser for like this this elementary school and oh, we, that's we were cool. just performing and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were raising funds for their field trip or something. We reached the goal. Shout out bakeries. Nice. Yeah. Um, and they and I ripped like I had a two song set. We did really cool shit. I met this one dude. He he interviewed me for his um it's like his version of Rap Genius. Sure. They had their shit. I thought that was really cool. That's like, dope. It, it just felt so <laughs> yeah, yeah. so indie, so raw, man. <laughs> that shit was like underground as fuck. Last question here. What's your hidden gem at OSU or in Columbus that changed the game? That changed the game. Oh, it's not a thing. It's a person. My nigga Ralph. Ralph. Ralph Cochran. He's my. He's like. Oh, I get a, emails from him. Yeah, you a do. A lot. <laughs> Essentially, he's my scholarship advisor. Um, but really, like, he's like my older brother for real. Like, yeah. he be plugging me to so much shit. It's crazy. Like, I didn't even know. Like, half the shit I'm doing now is because he plugged me to it. Like, sure. he he has a he has he's the like the best mentor I've ever met. Mm-hmm. He mentored this one dude who does like event promotion and, and sure. party collaborating collaboration and shit in columbus yeah yeah and when i met him like all kinds of shit just started happening like, up, like yeah. i did a show at scully's with my bro tymir shout no out ty yeah shout out marche um he does like this this monthly like mixer event called mm-hmm. orange soda that shit's dope as hell there's native tongues that he plugged me to you know what i'm saying all this came from ralph like he he kept me back he kept me in osu yeah. i was about to not come back he plugged me to a lot of shit that sure. helped me keep my gpa up to keep my scholarship yeah yeah um so Ralph, he's mad supportive. He gives real ass advice too. Like he knows, like when I ain't shit, he'll tell me I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Those he are the best. He doesn't yeah. sugarcoat anything. Tough love, and, and a lot of it's tough love. Like I ain't shit mm-hmm. a lot of times, apparently, according to this this man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he really keep me. He keep me grounded, That's especially because cool. it's so easy to to just feel you never you can never do any wrong mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying He's yeah, like, yeah. no 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 nigga <laughs> knock knock <laughs> definitely can. it's reality yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah shout out Ralph. that's cool and it's a blessing yeah yeah all right cool thanks for coming on alex yeah i appreciate you man <laughs> and that wraps up this week's episode of around the oval hope you guys enjoyed that one thanks again alex for joining me as always continue to share this with whoever you know rate us on apple pods and follow us on instagram i decided that i'll be donating 
all of the money I make from my sponsors to Pelotonia this August when I ride. So really, you're doing a good thing by getting new listeners to tune in and check out Around the Oval. With that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.